Whatsapp SMS SAFM now on 41391 Late Night Conversations Monday to Thursday 10pm till midnight 20 minutes to 10. Now, let me remind you at the top of the hour, so like I got 20 minutes to 11. <laughs> Look at me, to 11. At the top of the hour, Zulukat so Kodashi comes in with the final news bulletin. After that, we have uh, Clairvoyant Media Mondays. So make sure that you are interacting with us. The numbers to dial are 011-714-2006. Alternatively, 011-714-4045. SMSs go to 41391 and they are charted 150. WhatsApps to 0614104107. I'd like to welcome our A-team guest who is Nivani Moodley, who's a senior associate at Weber Winsel. Thank you very much, Nivani, for joining us. Thanks, Patricia. Good evening. So, Nivani, we are talking about something quite sensitive, and uh, that's resigning after a disciplinary action, especially if uh, you know that you've been found guilty of some serious misconduct. Let's uh, give us a background as to what the Labour Court has found around such issues. So, uh, thanks, Patricia. If I can just take you through um, the facts of this matter, and then we will get to the legal question that the court was asked to answer, um, we'll, we'll start there. So there was an employee, we'll call him Mr. M, for purposes of our discussion. He was employed by Standard Bank from approximately June 2016. At the beginning of this year, he allegedly misconducted himself in a grossly dishonest and fraudulent manner. As a result of his conduct, he was called to a disciplinary hearing, which he duly attended. But before the bank could impose its sanction on uh, Mr. M, he had resigned with immediate effect. Um, The chairperson of the hearing had found that the employee was guilty of um, the acts that were alleged against him. But before the sanction could, uh, or before the sanction was handed down by the chairperson, he tendered his resignation. A few days after the disciplinary hearing, the bank did indeed issue its sanction, and the sanction was one of dismissal. However, Mr. M resisted the sanction on the basis that Standard Bank no longer had jurisdiction over him because he had alleged that he had already already resigned. He demanded that Standard Bank abandon and nullify his dismissal, but the bank refused to do so, and they, in fact, um, chose to hold him to his 30-day notice period. So interestingly, Mr. M did not want to have a, a record of dismissal attached to his name because he feared that this would jeopardize his application for pupillage to the bar. He was an aspiring advocate, um, and he had applied to the bar to be accepted um, to to be a pupil of the bar. So if we go um, to the legal issue in this matter, um, legally, a resignation is a unilateral act. And what that means is that it, it does not require any acceptance by the employer in order to be effective. 
So an employee can resign at their own will, and the employer does not need to accept that resignation for it to be valid. So a valid resignation is incapable of being withdrawn, and what this case has found is that an employer has no right to discipline an employee once the resignation has taken effect. So essentially, the question that the court was asked to decide or answer on was whether an employee who has been found guilty of serious misconduct can avoid the ultimate sanction of dismissal by resigning before the employer actually has an opportunity to impose that sanction. And in this matter, the Labor Court found that the employee's resignation had no legal effect because the disciplinary action had already taken place. In fact, the only outstanding step was that the announcement of the sanction had to have been made. So the employer had gone through the whole process of um, drafting its complaints, calling the employee to a disciplinary hearing, conducting the hearing, appointing a chairperson, and the final step was to actually issue the sanction of dismissal. So the court found that um, Mr. M's resignation before uh, the sanction of dismissal could be imposed was seen as a tactical resignation, and accordingly, this had no legal effect. Sure, Navani. It seems that uh, when employees and employers come into agreements, these are the sort of things that we don't really look at, especially because we don't anticipate that there'd be any misconduct or or any of the likes. Now, should there be ground rules set in advance when a person uh, goes into employment that they are aware of uh, this particular Labour Court uh, finding? Yes, of course. I think that it is very important to be aware of. Um, obviously, employees are not going into the employment relationship um, thinking that they are going to commit some sort of misconduct and that they will or, or may eventually be dismissed. But the takeaway that they can um, get from this case is that if they choose to resign Um, after the employer has conducted a disciplinary hearing and just before the sanction has been issued, that will not um, have any legal effect. So if they were to choose to um, resign in in the face of a disciplinary hearing, then technically they should do so before the employer has taken any steps um, to conduct a disciplinary hearing. Let me remind our A-teamers that we are talking about uh, resigning after disciplinary action, but before sanctions. What are the legal implications of that? And um, a senior associate at Weber, Wenzel Nivani Naidu, is our guest. Let me tell you the numbers that you can dial if you'd like to ask a question. 011-714-2006 or on 011-714-4045. You can also SMS on 41391 or even WhatsApp on 0614-104-107. Now, Nivani, in terms of a person who, if a company says no, 
we will as much as you say that the company can cannot hold you at ransom once you've uh, submitted your your uh, resignation but if the co- company wants to ensure that uh, justice is served and they notice that you are resigning before the sanction is held down and they want to make sure that there's legal implications what can the company do so it would it would all depend on the timing of um when the decision has been made ultimately as it was found in this case the employer can continue with its with its intended course of action so if the disciplinary hearing has already been conducted and the only outstanding um item would be the announcement of the sanction then they may proceed um to do that they may um hold the employee to to the sanction of dismissal if that's what is found we've asked on twitter um you know do um the, the safm lis- listeners believe or think it's a good idea to resign after a disciplinary action but before the sanction and a staggering 59% say yes while 41% say no so clearly uh, the 41% don't really know about the legal implications hence it is very yeah. important for you to be explaining these to us and and so the the company can still pose sanctions or can still proceed with a legal um, action even after you have resigned Yes, absolutely. So if um as I mentioned earlier, if they have gone through the whole process of the disciplinary hearing and the last outstanding step is to issue the sanction, then they can absolutely proceed with that course of action and the employee's resignation has no legal effect. So what what was found in this case was that um if the employee has to resign prior to the employee sorry rather the employer commencing its preparation for the disciplinary hearing then that would be considered as a unilateral act and the employer in that instance would not be able to take any further action against the employee and would have to accept the resignation let's go to a voice note from one of our a teamers uh, good evening good evening uh, I just want to ask a guest there quickly. Say I, I, I was employed by a company and I was given that probation for three months and the probation is finished. Now by, by, by mistake the company forget to give me a, a permanent contract so that I can sign that permanent contract. Then I happen to to, to do some misconduct or something which the company thinks that is wrong. Does the company have, a, you know, permission to charge me even though I'm not having a valid contract with them? Do they have the rights to charge me for any misconduct or for any, for any wrongdoing, even though I do not have a legal contract? There is no contract between me and them. They somehow forgot to give me that contract, a permanent contract. Do they have the rights to charge me? Thank you very much. Sure, Nivani, can you please respond to that? Sure. So um, just to state up front, this will be a very generic answer because um, I can't give legal advice um, in respect of this matter that's not really on topic. Um, But what I can say is that the employer would be within its rights to discipline the employee, to charge him and to call him 
to a disciplinary hearing. So the fact that the employer did not um, state that the probationary period had ended it, it, it is of no legal effect in this instance. It's just by virtue of them um, not communicating this to the employee does not mean that no valid contract is in place. And simply put, they were the employer is within their right to discipline the employee. Hmm. So, but now, with with that um, you know analogy or that uh, the story, the scenario that uh, the ATMO is giving us, is it right though for employers not to give correct um, contracts to their employees? So, um, I wouldn't say it's that it's not a, a correct contract. I would say that it's it more it, it goes more towards. Um, Poor, poor governance of their contracts and of their policies. So it's just an administrative step that they failed to um, that they failed to meet. So technically speaking, it, it is an administrative process that they should ensure that they take so that they tick all the boxes to make sure that employees know um, what is required of them and that the employer knows for itself that it has ticked all the boxes and that all employees have correct documentation in place. I've got another question here, slightly off topic, but within legal issues. Uh, Donald Mamboma in Rustenburg says, I want to know, what can I do with my employer who gave fake and lawful retrenchment forms. Then I refused to put my signature and threatened him with legal action. So he called me back at work and uh, it's a trick to fabricate a case against me. So it seems that this particular employer is really um, being unlawful with his employees. So what I can say is that there are three instances in which a an employer may lawfully terminate the employment relationship in terms of South African employment law. The first being misconduct, which goes to the facts of the the case that we were discussing. The second is incapacity, which means um, poor performance or ill health. And the third is retrenchment or operational requirements. And in order for... um, a termination of the employment relationship to be valid, it must be procedurally and substantively fair. So what that means is that the employer must follow proper procedure, so ensure that they give the employee the correct documentation. Um, If it were a retrenchment case, for instance, the employee must be issued with a Section 189 notification And to go to the substantive point, there must be a fair reason for terminating the employment relationship or seeking to terminate the relationship. If we had to take retrenchment as an example, um, a fair reason would be economic downturn and the employer simply does not have the financial means to sustain all of its employees. So that in a nutshell is um, three instances in which an employer may terminate the employment relationship and specifically focusing on retrenchment um, to to talk to uh, the query that has come through. Hmm. 
Yeah, it seems there's a lot of issues that um, come around, legal issues, especially around uh, employers and employees and uh, what to do and what not to do. Taking a look at the poll right now, where we asked our A-teamers, uh, do they think it is a good idea to resign after uh, the disciplinary action, but before the sanctions? Well, 63% say yes currently and 37% say no. And w- with your feeling, um, Navani, do you feel it's a good idea to resign before dis- Disciplinary. So it would, before disciplinary, um, if you want to ensure that um, the employer does not take any further steps against you, then they should definitely resign before the employer commences any steps with regard to a disciplinary hearing. So if the employee knows and understands that they have committed some sort of misconduct, and that it is likely that they will be called to a disciplinary hearing and the outcome of that disciplinary hearing may result in their dismissal, then by all means they should um, resign and in, a, in an attempt to try and avoid the consequences of a disciplinary hearing. This is a bit of a contentious point and some judges have found that the employer may still um, enforce its contractual rights and still conduct a disciplinary hearing and discipline an employee even though they may have resigned. But that's possibly a topic for another day. Nivani, thank you so very much for joining us and giving us insight around uh, the resigning after disciplinary action, but before sanctions. Could you kindly give us a, a website or social media handle for uh, for uh, Weber Winsel in case any of our A-teamers would like to be in touch? Sure. So the website is www.webberwenzel.com and you can look up my profile on Weber Wenzel's website. Excellent. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Have a good evening. Bye.